You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So without, without giving too many flowers at the feet of the Eagles, let's go ahead and get in our Behind the Enemy Lines guest today, Elliot Shore Parks. Excuse me, I think I uh, actually left off the full last name there when I was talking about him glowingly from the Go Birds podcast. Elliot, how are we, sir, man? Welcome to Kickoff in the Valley podcast. Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? Thanks for uh, having me on. You better yeah, believe Elliot's, it, man. Oh, yep, Elliot's oh, from our, our brother podcast, uh, on the Odyssey Sports Network, go birds. Uh, Elliot, first thing I want to hit you with is AJ Brown. Yeah. Big marquee acquisition for the Eagles this offseason. Can you just, as we look at your guys' offense, because I, I mean, that's, let's face it, the NFL offense is sexy. And when we look at the Eagles' offense, it's everything the Cardinals want their offense to be yeah. uh, at most times. You know, last weekend, Hurts did have some struggles. He had a 72 passer rating, uh, had an interception, no touchdowns, but your, your run game was huge, but let's, let's go specifically into AJ Brown. Talk about the difference he's made in that uh, Eagles offense. He's been, I mean, he's been huge. If you look at what he's done for this offense, it's giving the Eagles something they didn't have last year, which is a play they can go to when they really need to pass the ball. Last year, they struggled to pass the ball for a lot of reasons. Jalen was part of the reason. The receivers were part of the reason. The coaching, like everyone holds blame. But what they didn't have was a play where it's third and seven, third and four, just a play they could count on. And that's what AJ's given them. The combination of Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown has been borderline unstoppable uh, so far through four games. A.J. Brown, I've covered the team almost 10 years. He's easily the best receiver I've seen on this team. A lot of people around here feel he's the best receiver since Terrell Owens. So physically, he's a really tough matchup for any opposing uh, defensive back. He's tough after the catch. He's great at the line of scrimmage. And him and Jalen have great chemistry. So when you replace Jalen Rager with A.J. Brown, it's going to help help the passing game. <laughs> and uh, that, that's what's happened so far. <laughs> Not to, not not to be dismissive of, of Rager, right? But there is a little thing called upgrading the skills position. Yeah. One thing um, on AJ Brown, when I you look over some next gen stats and just talking about some of the top guys at the position in the league, I mean Tyreek Hill it seems like he's ready to surge here, a little bit head and shoulders above some of the other receivers. But AJ Brown is essentially second, four hundred plus yards already on the se- on the season receiving. His separation though is kind. It's among the lower rung inside of that upper echelon yeah. wide receiver group, the Justin Jefferson's even Cooper cup, right? Stefan Diggs, Tyree kill is headed shoulder above everybody at 3.9, 2.6 yards of separation. What is it about AJ Brown that he's still able to be successful in that regard? Because you do look at his catch percentage as well, 65, almost 66%. It's right in the mix there, but it's, is this just targeting? Is this just volume? And then how good he obviously is and saying, Hey, enough, enough drops in the well. And we know we're going right. to see production. We know we're going to see big plays. 
Yeah, so he's not a guy that creates a ton of separation, as you said. That's not really his game. Um, I don't want to compare him to a tight end because he is quicker than most tight ends, obviously. But he plays that type of game in the way that he does work the middle of the field quite a bit. And he's really, really good at contested catches. Like, he doesn't need, you know, the three yards of separation to come down with the ball. He has really strong hands. Jalen's done a really good job putting the ball right where he where it should be, whether that's on the numbers or out in front so that he can keep running. But that's the thing about A.J. I mean, he did have one drop kind of last week. I mean, it was pouring rain. But ultimately, those 50-50 balls, he likes to say, you know, he views them as, you know, 70-30 or even higher. He really feels that those passes – that are that are right in the middle that we, he doesn't have a ton of separation he's going to come down with them and that's what they've seen so far in four games now the danger of that is a lot of his game is over the middle you know where there's linebackers a lot of bad things can happen tip passes pop up those type of things he's not the Tyree kill where he's just going to go down the sideline and create a ton of separation that way they use him all over he lines up in the slot and as a result Yes, he does not create that separation, but it's just really not his game. But it, it's been really successful so far. Speaking about the offense, there. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, speaking about the offense, uh, Miles Sanders. It's a player for the past couple of seasons that I think everyone around the league, especially in the fantasy world, is like, man, yeah. if this guy could stay healthy, he's just a dominant player. Coming off a huge game last week, twenty-seven carries, one hundred thirty-four yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, when when Hurts is struggling he was able to put the team on his shoulders and, and really, uh, really guide you guys to that victory. So talk to us about Miles Sanders and the difference he makes for the offense. Yeah. Miles is interesting. So I've obviously covered him since he came here and I'm sure you guys have seen players like this with the Cardinals where right away you can tell they're insanely talented. They can do everything they want on the field, but it just never comes together, whether that's because of injury, lack of opportunity, being on a bad team. You know, in the NFL, so much of it is just about chances. Everyone in the NFL is talented. And Miles is one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. His ability to stop on a dime, his ability to make people miss. He can be dynamic in the open field. He has breakaway speed. I mean, he can, he can really do it all. But the first few years of his career, there's been injury problems. He's dealt with bad quarterback play. So that's kind of held him down a little bit. What I think you're seeing this year is, A, he stayed healthy. That's a huge part of it. He's played in all four games. He feels good going into this Cardinals game. But he's getting a lot, a lot of opportunities as well. He had a career-high 27 carries last week. And as part of that, you're seeing that when you need the offense to run through him, he can do that. Now, the Eagles do have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They do almost regardless of who's out there on the offensive line. Uh, Jeff Statland does a great job of it. But when you have a running back like Miles, it's that dynamic with that offensive line. It can be incredibly hard for opposing uh, rush defenses to to stop, as the Eagles saw last year when they played the Saints, who uh, had the number one rushing defense at the time, and last weekend when they played the Jaguars, who had one of the best in, in the league too. So when Miles gets the ball, he's dynamic. And when he's healthy, he's really hard for opposing offenses uh, defenses to stop. I want to flip over to the defensive side of the ball here, but also, so Miles Sanders is really what's ruining Gainwell in my fantasy league. That's correct, then? <laughs> this is why I can't get this shifty yeah. little guy who showed some things last year. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, guess what? If Sanders is healthy, you can feel free just to be comfortably holding water bottles on the sideline. Yeah, Gainwell hasn't been as involved as people thought. Um, I think it's for a couple reasons. A, I think Miles is just a way better pure runner at this point. I think he does a better job reading the offensive line. He hits the holes that the Eagles want their running backs to hit. And he's just more dynamic than uh, Kenny is at this point. 
But I also think Gainwell has struggled a little bit in the passing game, probably more than they expected he would. I think coming into the year, they they thought he could be a big part of that. And you drafted him in fantasy. So it certainly was kind of a widespread idea that he would put up big numbers. But with how good Miles is playing, and frankly, with how good Jalen's throwing the ball, they're just not the run first team that they used to be. So yeah, Kenny has definitely taken a hit from for his stats because of that. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you've got uh, Hassan Reddick obviously coming back to the desert here, spent, spent last year with the uh, Carolina Panthers, three and a half sacks. I mean, this unit who also added division rival James Bradbury for the New York Giants, yeah. it, it just seems like, and we're going to talk quarterbacks here in a second, obviously, with Jalen Hurts, but it seems like the Eagles pushed every right button in the offseason on that side of the ball to go from being, they were already a good defense, but how do you make Fletcher Cox even better? How do you make yeah. the pieces you have in place more dynamic? You go out and you add just, it feels like just weapons at every level of the defense, and that's what makes them so dangerous. What are you seeing early in this season and what they've been able to accomplish position by position? So the Eagles are, have always been a team, at least for the last five or so years, where the pass rush is something they could lean on. And that was not the case last year. They got, I think they were 31st in the league in sacks. They weren't able to get after the quarterback consistently. And so they they uh, they made emphasis this offseason to try to do something about it. Hassan Reddick, it, it's, it's he's got a weird career because on one hand, you don't often see guys that have double-digit sacks two years in a row at his age hit the free agency market. And if they do, they certainly get more than $30 million guaranteed. So the fact that he did get the deal he got was somewhat surprising, but he's been great for the Eagles so far. I believe he's tied uh, for the NFL lead in combined sacks and forced fumbles. So he's getting to the quarterback, and when he gets there, he's really good at making a swipe at the ball. He's probably one of the best I've seen in my time covering the Eagles. So the addition of Hassan Reddick has really helped that pass rush. And then once you have a great pass rush, as I'm sure you guys know, although the Cardinals don't have one right now, but when you have a great pass rush, it makes life easier for everybody else. So when your back seven has doesn't have uh, when they're getting pressure up front for the back seven, life's way easier. And then you add James Bradbury, who might be a number one corner on on a handful of teams in the NFL. Um, Kaiser White's been great for him. T.J. Edwards has has had an improved year and has arguably been their best defensive player. And then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who I don't think has had a great start to the year, but when he's your weak link, that shows how good the defense is at this point. So you look at what they did last year, the fact they held teams uh, you know, relatively frequently below 20 points. Now when they face those better quarterbacks, they have the talent to, to do that as well. Speaking about uh, home, honestly, homecoming, in that regard, like Hassan Red coming back to Arizona. He did go home back to Philly, though. I mean, you could tell he's a Philly guy through and through. We talked about that on our last episode. Right. But but Zach Hurts, you know, he loves Philly. Earlier yeah. this week, one of the first things that I uh, – first times I feel like I've ever seen this – he granted a, a media call with like all of Philly, uh, all the Philadelphia media. And it just was interesting. I, I mean, he, he said today when he was asked, you know, how big is this for him? And he said he hasn't really processed it yet. It hasn't really hit him yet. But Zach Gertz, he's been Mr. Consistent for us ever since coming here when Kyler gets him involved. Uh, you know, talk about just what he what he's meant to that fan base in Philly and meant to that community and, and what you expect out of Zach this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Zach built a Hall of Fame career here in Philadelphia. I think he was one of the first tight ends to kind of get into the wave of being a real part of the passing game. Um, you mentioned how consistent he is. In Philadelphia, Zach was elite at being in the right place at the right time. He barely ever dropped any passes. He's an excellent route runner. 
He's good at creating just enough separation to get to get uh, open for his for for his quarterback. And you talk about what he means to Philadelphia. I mean, he's a guy that was drafted here, was here through the Chip Kelly days, was here for the Doug days, won the Super Bowl, has the game-winning catch in the Super Bowl to bring the Eagles their first uh, title in franchise history. I mean, there there will be a day where number 86 is retired uh, in Philadelphia. I don't think anybody will ever wear it again. And he'll go down as one of the best players in franchise history. So on the field, he certainly was a, an amazing player for the Eagles. Off the field, fans love him. He's a very big part of the community. He does a lot of charity work still here in Philadelphia. So uh, although the Eagles do now have a pretty good tight end of their own in Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that uh, Eagles fans do miss Zach still somewhat. Well, uh, we'll get you out of here on this, obviously, as we're enjoying a little behind the enemy lines with Elliot Shore Parks from the Go Birds podcast. As uh, Tyler mentioned, our, I guess, bird brother on, <laughs> on, the, on the network, although these birds are warring at the moment. Yes. Um, the other thing, obviously, the biggest thing in the NFL is quarterback play. Uh <laughs> I'll frame this in a very Eagles-friendly context, but why is Jalen Hurts already a better quarterback than Kyler Murray this year? Because in theory, that's where the question was for Philadelphia. Is Jalen Hurts going to get there? It's why you go get A.J. Brown. Kyler Murray, we we talk about all the time on the podcast, the struggles with the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, not being on the same page. What have they done this year to give Jalen Hurts the confidence to play with, even in a game like last week, 200 passing yards, not you know, not great numbers, uses his legs, leans on the run game. He just looks like he's a kid. I think he, he's, what, fifth in MVP odds right now? Like yeah. He is in that conversation. Is it all deserving? Or when we talk about schedule a little bit, have there been some nice soft starts here for the Eagles at the gate? No, I think it's deserving. Um, I think that when you look at what Jalen has done from last year to this year, he's all, not only is he MVP, he'll be in the discussion if there was a you know, most improved player. He's been that. His accuracy is way better. His decision-making is way better. They can lean on him in the passing game. And when you compare him to Kyler, you know I have not watched every snap of Kyler's career, but what stands out to me about Jalen is he knows how to win football games. Like He is a winning quarterback. You look at what he did at Alabama, what he did at Oklahoma, and the fact that in the NFL, I think he has – the most wins since he became the full-time starter uh, at the beginning of last year or, or, or some, something like that. So he doesn't make bad decisions. He doesn't turn the ball over very frequently. He's really big on third downs. And his legs, when the play break down, really uh, are a game changer and keep drives alive. So, I mean, he's everything you want a quarterback right now. Uh, certainly consistency is key. Kyler is extremely talented. He's not been able to put it together week after week. Jalen will have to do that, but right now he he's looking like a franchise quarterback for the Eagles. Last note, just um, obviously this game, five, five and a half points. Eagles are on the road. That makes it a touchdown plus on a neutral site, 49 and a half over under. Yeah. Is this in theory the, the strongest challenge early on here? Jacksonville has been surprising, but should this be potentially a challenge for the Eagles to test themselves a little bit on both sides? And how do you see this one shaking out? So I think the challenge for the Eagles is just not taking the Cardinals for granted. Um, I do think the Cardinals, look, Kyler Murray showed against uh, Las Vegas. He can take a game over at any point, and that that matters at quarterback. But you look outside of that, the Eagles are better than the Cardinals at, at every position. They have a better offensive line, a better pass rush. They have better cornerbacks. They have better receivers. They have, in my opinion, a considerably better head coach. And when the quarterback is playing better than Kyler is, there's no excuse for the Eagles to lose this game other than them taking the Cardinals lightly. So I think that they will win. Like you said, I think the line is about five, maybe five and a half, depending where you look. Maybe you don't lay the points, but ultimately the Eagles have been up 15 plus points in every game they've played this year. They have shown that they're they're not going to have a letdown type game. I know they happen in the NFL, but yeah, I think the Eagles come in and win the game. 
Tyler, uh, any response to the fact that the Eagles are better in every facet, in every phase across the board? No, Elliot just broke my heart, and I think I just put my tickets up for sale. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, obviously, uh, Elliot Shore Parks from the Go Birds podcast. Hit everybody with where they can find you on social, etc. So that, listen, if you're going to get behind enemy lines, you might as well do it from a reliable source. Yes, uh, <laughs> at Go Birds Pod, uh, at Elliot Shore Parks on Twitter, and 94WIP all the time. So looking forward to see what happens with this game, and I uh, really appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks so much. Thanks, we'll get you out the door here. Elliot Shore Parks from, of course, as we say, Behind the Enemy Line segment, Go Birds Podcast.